It is Tuesday, January 2nd, 2024. Told you I'd nail it. Uh, and you're listening to episode number 38 of This Ain't Iowa, volume two. said I wouldn't do it, Tommy. They said I would not do a show on January 2nd. And by they, I mean me. I said I wasn't going to do a show today. Uh, but you know what? I did it. Why? Because I love the fans. And that's what we're going to go with. Is that what we're going to go with? This doesn't sound like it's an intriguing angle. Like, give me the old-fashioned needy Brian that needed validation, that needed something oh, from the is- people. Absolutely not. This is about the fans. Uh, I mean, like, I don't want to hang out with them, but I would absolutely want to give them a a start to their new year. First of all, Happy New Year to uh, anyone who's listening. Happy New Year to you, Tony. Happy New Year. How was the the holidays? Let's do a little Tony segment. And when I say little, mm, I mean it. (laughs) Let's do a little Tony segment. Talk to me about the holidays. Christmas, good? Christmas was, yeah, good. Um, Like, my family's getting older, so, like, my nephews are now legal drinking age in Australia, so they enjoy a beverage, just Perfect. sat around and played some pool. Um, and, yeah, ate prawns, and that was about it. Pretty pretty low-key. Yeah, what, what is the – what's the traditional, uh, like, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day meal? What, uh, what do you guys got going on over there? Well, Christmas Eve's a little bit different. In, in my hometown, it used to be go to the pub, but, of course – um, we don't actually have a standalone pub left in the town, but this year everybody went to the brewery and it was a massive night. There was about uh, 450, 500 people turn up and this is a town of 4,500 people. So I went there Jesus. Christmas Eve, had a couple How'd of your drinks. Beer? How did your beer do? Was it flying off the shelves? It was to the point where there's there's no more of it left. So the beer that Look I created, you. you can only get in cans now. You can get it at your local IGA. If if you were in three stores in Australia, so I was going to say, <laughs> well, how local is it? Very local. Uh, well, that's ex- <laughs> that's exciting. And then what's uh, what's Christmas dinner? Uh, Christmas dinner is normally um, for us. It's normally prawns, um, some sort of roast meat. This year it was roast lamb and a whole bunch of salads because it's normally hot. This year it rained, so it wasn't super hot. But that that's kind of it. There's no turkey. Uh, we do have Christmas ham, but that's really it. Because you got to remember, we are in the in the like teeth of summer, and normally we have nice weather. But this year it's been fucking miserable. It's like we're living in Florida, um, because every second day is like ninety percent humidity and just about thirty degrees. Perfect. That's what we, we like. We need another Florida. Uh, I, uh, what about New Year's? What's, uh, what's the, do you guys have like a big, you know, as a country, like the big New Year's spot? Like we have Times Square over here. You got that Sydney Opera House or some shit? Yeah. Where, where do it, people it, go? It would be mainly Sydney, like Melbourne do fireworks, but 
like Melbourne spread their fireworks all over the city. So you you can find a couple of different vantage points. There was a there was a crush at the main, uh, not a crush, but there was there were big crowds at the main train station in Melbourne, uh, Flinders Street Station this year. But the main one I would say that gets broadcast to the world is Sydney because of the Opera House, because of the bridge. Um, they've been doing that for twenty five plus years. Ever since, like, computerised modern pyrotechnics came in and became a thing around the time of the Sydney Olympics, that's really become the centre point for Australia. Now, uh, do you, what about, like, in the neighbourhood? Do you have fucking these amateur uh, uh, explosives and munitions specialists that pop up? I have lived in, I don't know, a dozen houses and homes in my life. It doesn't matter at, at any era of, uh, of of time, any neighborhood I've ever lived in. There's always somebody who's got their own fucking uh, uh, like uh, warehouse full of explosives, and it's just con- it starts three days before the holiday. Holy shit! And then it continues about two past. It's great. No, it's it's not that crazy here. Fireworks, of course, are illegal other than sparklers. Um, so that's about as crazy as we get on the legal side of things. But yes, there was a couple of people that let fireworks off this year, but it was just at midnight and there was nothing more than like sort of five minutes worth of explosions. And that, that was really about it. Nothing crazy like you. You sound like you're living, um, in a war zone more than anything. It's Are you re- in the good part of Vegas? Listen, no, I, that's right. You're not. <laughs> Are you sure it was fireworks? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go to my office. Well, who knows what was <laughs> happening over there? But uh, listen, like I, listen, I, I'm not going to pretend I made it till midnight. I didn't. I, I watched East Coast, uh, uh, Dick Clark's Rock and Eve from the Grave, and then. Uh, I made it to, I don't know, maybe 10, 10, 15. I pass out. But I was then awoken like it was fucking Fallujah outside by someone in the neighborhood just letting her rip. Really? Uh, so, Fallujah is a reference you make right there? You don't make. Yeah. yeah what's, is that still, is that, is there still, is there still a conflict there? I have not been keeping. You don't up make the Gaza like comparison. And I, listen, that's a, that's a, I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm siding with anybody. <laughs> but I am. Um, I, uh, uh, I uh, oh, here's the other thing I wanted to ask. So, what uh, do you do? Like the New Year's, like are the New Year's parties a big thing for you? Do people go out for New Year's Eve, or or what's no, what's your what's it, the vibe? It, if you're at a holiday spot, normally those holiday spots tend to have activities, drinking, and it's normally a good time. People have a party, but if you like. In your hometown, it's, it's normally a pretty quiet and tame affair. Uh, at least that, that's the experience I've had. So I don't think um, like the whole New Year's Eve party thing, I think it was overdone around that sort of 2000 era. But these days, it's, at least I I don't think of it as a big party time. I think if you're away on vacation and you're around a group of people, then yeah, it, it tends to be bigger. But at least when I'm at home, nah, it's fairly quiet. Kind of like your night where you, you're lucky to make it to midnight and if you do, you make it there by accident, which is what happened to me this year. I was just watching YouTube and happened to make it to midnight and <laughs> there we go. Did you time your jerking off? That's one thing I always wanted to try and do, try and time my ejaculation with the ball dropping. I'm still no. waiting, but I got a few more. I still got a few more good uh, years left. Um, I uh, I used to go 
downtown, right? Troy, Ikeros, Phobes, yep. that used to be the spot, was uh, was downtown. I, I stopped doing that uh, once once children were in the picture. But I have to say, man, I was eyeing it up this year. There were two stages, all right? Main stage, the headliners, Third Eye Blind. You oh. know I'm trying to catch all these bands before yep. they die. Third Eye Blind, of course, their two biggest uh, songs, one about uh, Crystal Matthews and the yep. other about a guy who's standing on a ledge about to commit suicide. So there's, uh, you know, they... <laughs> It's a real bring in the new year vibes by Third Eye Blind. Then there was another stage. Let's call it the urban stage. <laughs> and that had Blackstreet, Kid and Play, Tone Loke, <laughs> oh! and Young MC. And uh, what ended up happening was Kid and Play had to, had to withdraw. Uh, and they were replaced with, and I cannot stress enough what a horrendous replacement this was. They were swapped out for Color Me Bad. <laughs> Interesting the choice. Only, the only reason I wanted to go there is like, could you imagine the downtown crowd just grinding their enormous bodies out to I want to sex you up? Like a yes. part of me kind of wanted to see it. Yes. But uh, not enough to leave my house. Yeah, I get it. Like Vegas at New Year's, traffic wouldn't be fun. Parking, of course, is a fucking issue these days. Uh, but wouldn't it have been worth it now that you paint that picture in my mind? I mean, now, now that I don't actually have to go anywhere or do anything, I could be like, fuck, man, I missed out. I should have totally done it. There was no chance. There was a 0% chance I was ever going to do it. But, uh, yeah, now, of course, I regret it. Um, I, uh, I will say that I was kind of, uh, I was kind of nostalgic, you know, the f- thinking, uh, thinking over the past year, had some ups, had some downs. But uh, the fact that right around this time last year, we relaunched and uh, wasn't sure exactly what that was going to look like or how it was going to go. And I still think we're, we're, you know, we're, we're kind of finding our way, but overall I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, it's good. I, I think we're actually less certain of what the show's going to be now. I, I think watch this space. There, is, there are changes coming. You can expect more Tony, more Tony and more Tony as far as I'm concerned because, hey. Speaking, I, of, more, speaking of more Tony, I mean, let's just get into it. We had dangled the, uh, the, the carrot idea of a Tycon 24. Yes. Uh, it is a channel. It is the maybe after the XFL channel. It is the least visited channel on uh, on, on our Discord. It's 2024, Tony. What? Uh, listen, let's get into it. What are we thinking? Is there a chance we could get you here? Look, I I I would say if I can find a little bit of like a benefactor potentially, I will. Mm. I will humiliate myself online. Nothing sexual because nobody wants to see that. I don't care how kinky you think you are. You don't want to see that. But look, within reason, I'm willing to. I'm willing to do things. I'll interview Jack Johnson again if need be. Um, you think that's gonna? You think that's gonna generate the floodgates of <laughs> look, people's wallets? Yeah. Look, um, I, I think I, we need to do a little bit of fundraising because if you remember back in the day. As much as those events were fun to put on and they were a really good time, they were kind of expensive for us to put on and we, we always ended up losing a, a bit of money. Um, but if I could get a little uh, 
potential of, of covering part of my flights, um, I think there's a good chance you could see me this year. Um, I like the idea of, uh, of maybe seeing, let, listen, let's see if people are into it. If yep. uh, maybe we could get a little donate button going. I'm also up for hearing ways, you know, that we as a show can earn money. Now, keep in mind, if your idea is to have phobes do embarrassing things, that can happen, but you're going to need to double your donation because phobes takes a cut. Uh, that's always been the case. So that's going to have to be a 50, 50 split between, you know, phobes who will eat an AIDS infested Kino crayon. And then, uh, the, the get, let's get Tony here for a Tycon. What, uh, what time frame? Let's, let's just ballpark it. If we were talking about a time frame, what, what, what were you thinking? I was thinking, um, like, uh, fall next year. I don't know what your thoughts are. I didn't want to nail it down to a month, but we don't want to be in Vegas in the fucking teeth of summer. I think we did the first Tycon in the teeth of summer and that was a disaster. Um, yeah, that was a mistake. want to give it some time so um, people can sort of get by, um, get themselves here because um, I know people have lives these days. Everybody is grown up or has families or has had families that have departed but have probably got... Um, commitments, and it would be great to work out a time where we could get the most people here because the more people that come, the better time we tend to have. The bigger Tycons were the more fun Tycons. So I think if we leave it fairly open and say autumn 2024, I don't know what your thoughts are. I love this idea. I have I have often said that uh, my uh, my oldest daughter's birthday is October 19th. And beginning on that day, October 19th, straight, through, straight through Mother's Day, it's a complete nightmare for me. It wraps all the way around to the next part of the year, and it's, uh, it's terrible. Now, my birthday is in mid-September. Uh, nobody celebrates it. So I love the idea of maybe, you know, somewhere between mid-September, mid-October, somewhere in that range. Yep. Uh, I think we can make this shit happen. So let's 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 revive that fucking dead ass Tycon twenty twenty four channel and let's talk about it. Would you guys be up for it? Are there dates in that window that work for you? Let's talk about some donations and let's talk about things that you may want us to do, either yeah. at a Tycon or to earn money to throw a Tycon. Let's let's actually think at this stage more about what you guys want to see at a Tycon. Because let's be honest, it, it won't be as fully featured and as fully planned as the original Tycons. It will be something different. What do you guys want to do? Is it just a meet-up dinner and potentially a live show somewhere? We're not doing wiffle ball. I think we can we can put that out to pasture. We do not want to kill I'm, previous players. I agree, although, and I'm oh, just Jesus. throwing this around, they are opening... A chicken and pickle out here, which is a place where you can play pickleball and eat chicken, from what I understand. If 70-year-olds can play pickleball, I think Rick and Reston can play it without blowing a hammy. Um, you have more faith in our audience than I do. Yeah. Listen, we haven't seen these people in a while. Maybe <laughs> some people probably got super fit. Potentially, some probably yeah. went the other direction. So, uh, anyway, I... I I'm not committing to anything, as you guys know, uh, but I do like to talk about well, plans. So let's uh, let's let's see what we can get going. What plans would you have 
would you want a fully featured Tycon or would you like a smaller no. Tycon? What, what's your sort of idea on this whole thing? Listen, I think that there are parts of the, there's going to be a lot more what we like to call in the business world breakout sessions, which is, you know, hey, there's a, you know, group of like-minded individuals. You guys want to go do something? I fully support it. I have lost the FOMO that I once had in my life. I'm fine with it. But I definitely love the idea of like, uh, yeah, of, of a dinner. Uh, I'm definitely uh, open to the idea of like a, a get together happy hour, like mini opening ceremonies. It's not going to be beer pong. I'm not going to smash into anything on the highway. Um, but, uh, you know, something, something, you know, fucking reasonable. Uh, I would do a live show if people wanted to do a live show. I mean, right now I'm going to say I'm probably not long for a strip club, but... You know, anything can happen over the course of a few months and I may suddenly be open to it. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely like the idea of just having maybe one or two, you know, quote unquote official things. I'd be open to a poker tournament. I think that that's kind of iconic. I think we yep. we might have to do the poker tournament. Uh, low impact stuff that happens in the late morning through early uh evening you know what late evening i'll i'll stay out till eight i'm maybe nine yeah. that's it though like seriously i'm not i'm not a, it's not me and jimmy at four in the morning waiting for fucking jack to finish fucking in my tub like that's <laughs> never that's just not that's not my never life say never all right there's there's always a little bit of a chance but um all right so yeah so let's let, let's get into it i i would love to hear some thoughts about it uh, this is, it's potentially exciting. Also, it's dependent on the fact that this show continues for the next nine months. Yeah, we'll see what the show becomes. Have you given much thought to the look of the show going forward? Because um, unbeknownst to people, I used to be a pain in the ass throwing ideas up all the time for the show um, yeah. in the first yeah. version. This time I've handed the reins over to you and said, I'm happy to record. Uh, what do you want to do? Hence today, you messaged me at some ungodly hour of the morning and said, yeah, don't feel like recording. And I'm like, okay, no worries. Then 20 minutes later, oh, perhaps we should bank one. So yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Brian wants to do that. But what are the plans medium term, medium term in our case being six months for this show? Oh, boy. I didn't know I was going to get pulled into HR today. Um, <laughs> I uh, Listen, I don't know either. All right. I, uh, right now I'm still feeling it out. I think I am slowly leaning into a little bit more Vibes audience content. participation like, like we oh. used to. Uh, but to a point uh, that, that got, a, that got, that got into, that got us all into some trouble. So I'm easing into it. I would like to hear more from, uh, from the listeners, make them more of a part of it like they were before. I did like the community aspect of it. Discord brought out the a weird side of uh, of folks, so um, you know I I uh, I'm open to it is what I'm going to say. I also and I pitched this to you earlier. I want to start mixing in a solo show because I have done a little bit of market research on uh -oh. uh, on our first year. Yeah, no, market. I uh, you'll you'll feel good about this. Market research. Uh, I've done. You're cool. I've done you're a little saying market this has research. been called into HR. Well, how are you doing yeah. research? 
Did you like get a, Listen, a phone poll? Did you run a Facebook poll? I don't even know what people a lot of do it's these anec- days. A lot of it's a lot of it's anecdotal research. Okay. Uh, it's uh, I I think mixing in like a solo show every month is a good idea because listening back on a lot of the episodes, I have narrowed down probably our first big issue uh, to be others. I feel like I'm nailing it. I feel like others are real hit and miss. So I am, uh, I'm leaning towards doing a, a solo show where people can really just get a sense for what I'm about. You do realize and you're on the, like, uh, the, the line with another right now. Yeah, no, I, we'll, we'll have, by the way, if you could just, uh, if you could close the door, we need to, we need to have a conversation. Uh, no, I, uh, I think, I think that'll be part of it, but I don't know, man. Uh, what, 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 what about, I feel like it does need to sort of continue happening organically. The last version of this show, uh, didn't really hit what it was going to become for a couple of years. Now I'd, I don't know how much longer I have to live, so let's let, maybe not let it take that long. But I also know we can't be that anymore. Yeah. Uh, so I think we're kind of an in-between right now. But I think we're going to find there's some stuff coming up, I would say, in the next month or so that uh, that might open things up a little bit. Ooh. You don't even know about this. Yeah. I'll, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Sounds interesting. Sounds yeah. intriguing. Can I give a recommendation? Sure. Find me first a girlfriend. Then find me a second okay. girlfriend I can cheat on. Then I can leave the show, but I'll do it slowly. And you can interview me over that time and we can destroy our personal relationships. You up for it? I'm up for it. I mean, first of all, you want to talk about you want to talk about a fucking slow change up over the middle. That's pretty much my sweet spot. That is my wheelhouse. If anyone's interested in destroying a relationship, you you find you we'll, we'll get you we'll get you a spot a weekly spot and uh, and I can do it. Uh, that's uh, unfortunately there's two flaws in your plan, and I think you can figure out what those. But the there are no flaws, flaws in to your this plan. plan. Are. Well, you call them. I call them flaws. You call them girlfriends. We can. This is semantics, but uh, that's. I think that's where your your, your plan falls apart in step one. Uh, but I'm hopeful. I uh, I'm hopeful. What if we? Ooh, boom! I just brainstormed. This is why. This is why me and you need to bounce shit off each other. I think I might have just solved two problems. One, a content problem. Two, a fundraising problem. Are you ready? Okay. We 90-day fiancé you. Right? We find a lady out here. I like this. That likes your vibe. We should start. I mean, listen, you got the accent, so maybe we start with more of a a verbal um, courtship. Uh, and then you fall in love. I have done. I have done a lot of research on this. Literally, years and hours worth <laughs> of watching all the different ninety-day fiancés. So I know the pitfalls. I know what to avoid. We find a nice young lady. She spends thousands and thousands of dollars, you know, bringing you over here. Uh, and then once you get here, the other shoe drops, and she finds out you're a bit of a handful. <laughs> now, how does that? tend to work because I've watched a lot of 90 day fiance but when it falls apart does that person still stay in the country or do they get shipped back yeah that's funny in theory they're supposed to get shipped back I have not seen one person get shipped back yet 
Uh, I think Ooh. people have a general idea of like how long it's going to take for that green card to arrive. And so they try and hold everything together until then. Um, but yeah, lots of them don't work out and I'll be damned if they're not just all uh, still here. I'm now, starting to sound like a Trump rally, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I know this started off as a joke, but you actually planted a great seed for me right here. Does it have to be in okay. Vegas? Cause I'm thinking mesquite could be my go. Uh, they're sort of, I, I know a lady <laughs> and, uh, that would be incredible. A uh, good call, Tony. I'm starting to, and I think, I think she has the right amount of money. Here's the other thing that I've found out. You would think that the people that are doing this are like wealthy old men and there are a lot of old men, yeah, but nobody uh... seems to be wealthy. It, it's, it seems to be overwhelmingly broke ass people. <laughs> <laughs> spending what little they have to bring a foreigner over here, which, you know, it costs a lot of money to do it. And then you are completely financially responsible for them because they can't work until the green card comes in. It's the it's the single worst idea. Like it's the it, this is me just yelling at my television. It's the worst idea ever. But they all fucking they have a plan. There's a guy currently on 90 Day Fiance. Is that the human nice looking young man? No. <laughs> nice looking young man. Brings over a very beautiful woman from England. Uh, he lives in uh, in Los Angeles in an apartment that does not have a bathroom in it. There's a court, a shared courtyard, and everyone who lives in that little apartment complex goes and shits in this outdoor courtyard bathroom. Now, and that- I'm like, dude, you know how ballsy it is to spend the money on an immigration attorney? When you shit in a courtyard, like that is unbelievable. Yeah. Now that's one case where I would approve of pissing in the bottle overnight. Don't go out yeah. into oh, the courtyard 100%. at night. No. No, this uh, this neighborhood seems I mean, listen, I've I've seen a lot of stuff out of my own window including human shit. Uh, <laughs> not a human actually shitting, but there there was shit. So at some point a human did shit. I also saw a wig right outside of my office door one day. Uh, so there's, uh, there's a lot of shenanigans, but, uh, yeah, I don't go there at night and, and pull my pants down. Those are two things that don't happen. No. Um, that is bold. So, all right, this say, is good. So yeah, I just need to be bold and get on a TV show. Gotcha. I like yeah. it. Yeah. No, this is great. This is like everybody, uh, who used to, uh, who used to come see me do stand up and say stuff like, have you ever thought about going on David Letterman? I'm like, no, actually Ooh. you're the... He's until doing until you said it right days. now. Have you ever thought about going yeah. on his new show on Netflix? Absolutely. Yeah, I think he just had Barack, but I should probably be on there. You should. Um, just drop his like, book on uh, a line. You've got to have context, don't you? It's probably still <laughs> Steve Brills. Yeah, I, have, <laughs> I do know him. Um, <laughs> See? I, it's uh, that easy. It's uh, not that hard. If Barack can get on, Brian can get on. Eddie took a hard pass on me, but uh, I think we had a connection. Um, we, uh, speaking of Netflix, a couple of interesting things actually. Uh, one, Dave Chappelle released a new special on New Year's Eve. Um, Did we hear anything about this? It mustn't have had jokes or anything controversial in it. Yeah, no, it had both. Oh. He's he's so. Here's the thing: like he's so 
he's the best ever at like this sort of long form style of comedy where he, you know, he can tell a story that is like a 30 minute long story. Um, and there's all these little jokes in the middle and then they might even have like a sort of a serious poignant moment. And then he can just crush it with a huge punchline. He's so good at it. But at the same time, man, like he's still kind of hung up. He's still opened with like a trans joke. And I'm like, dude, and but now he's doing it like almost as if to say, uh, see, I'm an asshole. Like they say, I punched down. But this is one of the things that used to bother me. Like when I went, when I would go to like open mics and stuff, right? Yep. Like someone would be like, oh, and then racists are like, and then they would tell a racist joke. But in the, like, they would frame it like I'm making fun of the racist. I'm like, sure. You just told a racist joke though. You told yeah. it. So you can pretend anything you want, but you told a racist joke. So like I was, you know, again, I was disappointed and it, it's frustrating because he's still fucking good at it. Like, you know, there, there's still parts that I, that I laughed hard at. The dude is incredible. He might be one of the best just speakers of all time. He's incredible. Uh, and, and, you know, as someone who's done stand up, like watching him, like the craft of it, there's just no one who's ever been alive that's done the craft better. But I do. I just I find myself a little bit disappointed. Um, you know, at this point, it's it's turning into a parody of itself, and he just doesn't can have to do it. Like he's yeah. too fucking good at this. He doesn't have to do it. Now every comic, essentially, at some point, if they keep going, they do lose the funny. I don't care how well crafted they are. Do you fear when that drops off? He becomes like Roseanne. Well, you know, you know who it actually reminds me of is Cosby. Like Cosby used to do the, that too. He used to have these like long too. pieces. Yep. Yeah, he he had these long pieces, and you know that there would you know there there would be funny all the way through, and then there'd usually be a big payoff. And he was he was incredible at it. But then what he got older, and he just kind of turned into a droning, mumbling old man. And then he was arrested as one of the largest serial rapists in, in American history. Yeah, but remember um, before that, he became this gatekeeper in the comedy community of like, don't use like curse words. Don't use yeah, that was stupid. Yeah. Like like modern references or he, he was really like this get off my lawn kind of comic and yet could Big still time. craft a story, but was no longer funny. Yeah. It was still a well-crafted story, but the, they weren't actually jokes. Yeah. He's not, Dave's not there yet. Like there, there was, I mean, there's some, there's some really solid, hilarious pieces in, in this, his, his main story that kind of takes up the full middle of it was, uh, it, it was about sort of the Chris Rock slap and then uh, how he was attacked on stage, you know, shortly after that. And and it's great. It, the, the, that piece is it, it is a masterpiece. Uh, but then, yeah, like it, then there's just this other stuff. And I'm like, Ugh. you know, and, and he even makes reference to his first big special, which was called Killing Them Softly in 98, maybe. Um and if you haven't seen it, it's amazing. It was, you know, pre-Chappelle show. It's probably the thing that got him Chappelle show. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's incredible. And you look at that guy and you look at this guy and you see similarities, but it's, it, it's just different. And I, I, I'm, I'm just, I, I worry about it. Like, that's, that's all. Like, he, he means a yep. lot to me. As Cosby, by the way, meant a lot to me back in the day. 
And I maybe maybe because Cosby burned me so bad, like I worry about about Dave. But I just I just keep getting kind of pulled back into like you're so fucking good at this, dude. Like you you're probably the best that's ever done this. I don't I don't see what the hang up is. Like what? Yeah. Although I will also say this, I, I forgot who said it. It might have been Seinfeld, which is ironic because uh, the quote is like success is like kryptonite to a comedian. Now, Jerry Seinfeld's, pro- you know, like the richest comedian of all time. But uh, but he's right because, you know, when you're anonymous and you're hungry and you're just kind of everything around you is, you know, is is potential. But for, for Chappelle, you know, for the past few years, he's crafted these long, you know, these hour, hour and a half specials. But the only thing anyone ever wants to talk about is trans jokes Yep. And that, like, you know, because he's not experiencing life in the way that he used to, like, that feeds into it. He's like, well, if this is all anybody wants to talk about, let's fucking talk about it. You know what I mean? But this is now four specials. Yeah. Oh, come on, dude. At but, least you could talk about your, your property and how you don't want anybody to move into your <clears throat> community and how you're stopping development. <laughs> That'd be fun. Because he's a huge nerd. actually might be kind guy. of funny. Yeah. <clears throat> I, uh... Oh, the other thing I was watching, uh, this is a lot of times I'll just put on like bullshit um, reality shows and stuff when I'm at work. So uh, I noticed that they had put up an old <laughs> Buddy, season you, of Big Brother. You don't Brother. have to say it's work when you're self-employed. You can just say, during the day, I was bored, I put it on. You got oh, that's no true. boss. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. That was actually a revelation. Yeah. <laughs> You're you're 100 percent right. Uh, I can do whatever the fuck I want because uh, I pay rent in a crack neighborhood. So I um, I was watching this old season of Big Brother that they just put up, and it is from 2004. All right, 20 years ago. So it's the weirdest thing ever because you you know you think about 2004. It was obviously a while ago, but like you think of it as a you know a more progressive. Time Like, you know, the 90s were that uh, everyone, that's when everyone started talking about political correctness. Before it was called woke, it was called p- political correctness. Yep. And so I'm watching this season, and there's this dude in this season that's just going through the house. Any room he walks into, he talks about, like, how much he likes, like, the girl's boobs and how hot everybody is and how, like, uh, yeah, like, you know, does anybody want to hook up? At one point, he, like, goes into one woman's, like, personal bag, pulls out her panties, smells her panties, and the women are just kind of like, tee <laughs> And I'm just watching it. I'm like, well, that guy would be arrested now. Yes, right? rightfully so. And, and so, yeah, and, and so I started thinking about it. I'm like, now, to me, I look at that and I'm like, okay, well, it's good that this doesn't exist anymore. Like, people should look back at this from 20 years ago and be like, what the fuck with this dude? Like, kick him off the show. He's a nightmare. But instead, it's the opposite. Like, he tries to get this woman kicked off because she's always, like, offended at the stuff I say. She's got no sense of humor. And I'm just like, wow. So I, I am curious, like, when the, like, when the anti-woke mob were to watch something like that is their first instinct like yeah dude this is what this is what it should have been like i miss these days like it should have been a guy running rough shot yelling about tits and smelling other people's panties like that's 
That's what I miss about society. Because, I mean, like I said, I'm not I'm not a particularly sensitive dude, but uh, I watch that and I'm like, nah, I don't think so, man. Like, I don't think this is this is working for me. No, but that's that's the thing about these people that like refuse to move with the times. They look back at a previous time with rose-coloured glasses and they don't actually think of how things have improved and how much better it is for them right now in this woke times just because they have to occasionally think a little more than they did in the old days uh, than than, um, they do right now. Uh, they they want to look back with rose coloured glasses because like you talk about two thousand and four, that was a very different time. That was a, a, it was a, a hell of a lot more aggro than it is today, and mm-hmm. yeah, and maybe people are pining for that, but they just look back and they want more privilege and they want to be more of an asshole. We all want to be bigger assholes. Let's be honest. I love being an asshole. But you just can't do it because there are people on the other end of that. And you know what? Sometimes it, it hurts more than just feelings. Um, and sometimes it is more about the system um, than you actually think. And, hey, this is a newsflash to everybody, including you and I. We do a podcast. So this is, this is especially true to you and I. Um, we're not the star of our own movies. We're part of a society. So we, right. we have to be a little sensitive to people because we have to get along with everybody. And that means not being overly sensitive for things that aren't an issue either. That means not just going into people's Twitter bios from 20 years ago and finding out one right. insensitive tweet that they made 20 years ago. People evolve and people change. That shits me just as much as as um, the Chappelle thing with the trans joke. And I love the way you phrased it. Um, it's about finding a balance and that balance changes. Sometimes we're on the right side of that. Sometimes we're on the wrong side of that. And you just got to fucking move forward or you become angry and bitter. Yeah. I, uh, I, I have a feeling that at some point because I, I, I'm also, by the way, like I'm also annoyed and I also roll my eyes sometimes at the stuff that people get, yes, you know, worked up about, right? You know, especially, you know, because I'm very sensitive specifically to, to comics and, and stuff like that. Like there's a lot of times that someone will just be getting blasted. I, I don't remember if I told this story or not. Uh, I probably did, but whatever. A, a buddy of mine, Brian Scalaro, does a joke about, um, uh, the uh, trash collectors, uh, and he's like, why, "Why? Why do they always have to come so early in the morning?" Right? And he and he does like an impression of himself sleeping, and then he like, uh, like you know, describes it as like a transformer outside of his window, just smashing a giant metal container up and down. And there were all these comments, like you know, yeah, well, not all of us are like elite. You know, uh, you know, Hollywood, you know, entertainers that get to sleep all day. You know, I'm up and at work at my real job before the trash person comes out. And I'm just like, seriously, dude, like this yeah. is this is what you're choosing to be mad about that. A guy just made up a joke about how loud trash <laughs> trucks are in the morning. And now you're turning it into like a socioeconomic issue. Like, get the fuck out of here. I that. I have those feelings too, but I'm just saying like, 
at some point we're going to, there's got to be a reckoning, right? We're going to need to, all of us as a society, like come to terms with the fact that there are different levels to things, right? But I think um, the internet's made that harder because everything appears to be on the same level. Everything is hyped and everything right. is about the moment. I think we need better understanding around that. What is really offensive? What is really a problem? What is really impinging on society? And what is just a fucking joke? Or just throw away what just deserves like five minutes of outrage and then we fucking move on. Well, the move on part is is important. So in, in our last half an episode that we did, I, I talked about uh, Shane Gillis. Yes. All right. So he is a comedian and uh, he, he has a Netflix special came out a couple months ago. It's fantastic. I, I recommend people uh, check it out. I believe it's called Beautiful Dogs. Uh, and it's it's amazing. So Shane Gillis if you know who he is, you probably know him from a scandal that he had about five or so years ago where he was hired to be on Saturday Night Live. And then, uh, of course, people did what they always did. They're like, oh, okay, here's a new guy that's going to be on Saturday Night Live. Let me go, go back and check everything he's ever done. And so he's done a podcast for a lot of years. And on one episode of his podcast, he was talking about Chinatown and how it's fucked up in Chinatown. And he did like a very stereotypical, like, Chinese accent. Yep. All right? And then that also happened to be the year that they brought Bo and Yang, the first uh, Asian um, cast member ever. By the way, no one talks about how it took until, whatever, 2020 <laughs> for Lauren Michaels to hire one Asian person. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it happened to be the same year that he came on and then he kind of got into it. And long story short, before this guy even had a chance to be on the show, he was fired from the show because nobody wants any controversy. Okay. And whatever you can say. And, and by the way, I'm not one of those people that says like, that's bullshit that these things happen. It's bullshit that they fired Roseanne because she called a black woman a monkey. Uh, it, these things are not bullshit. We have free speech. Yep. I don't think anybody should get arrested for, for what they say. Uh, but I, you know, and you and whoever can't go into an office that we are paid in and say a bunch of weird shit and then get upset if we get fired from that place, right? <laughs> like, that's yep. just how, that's how it goes. People, you can say what you want. People react how they want. And in some cases, that, you know, leads to you being fired. But he, Shane specifically did something that I thought was incredible, which is, okay, well, I'm not going to bitch about it. I'm not going to go on a crying tour. I'm not going to go, uh, you know, full alt-right uh, and uh, and go, you know, the swing hard the other way because these people, you know, the 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 softer liberals are, are mad at me. He's like, I am just going to very quietly over the course of the next two to three years turn into one of the best stand-up comics currently working right now. And that's exactly what he did. And if you watch his special, that is a perfect example of a guy who's still, you know, walking the edge. You know, he uses the words gay, retard, all the words that you guys like. He uses all of them. But he does it in like a really well-crafted way. And it's undeniable. Like you can bitch about it if you want, but you're going to lose this this round because it's <laughs> fucking funny and it's bulletproof and he does it in a very smart way. So, like, if, if this, you know, this stuff exists, you can have all these things 
but it doesn't have to be not everything has to be a fucking sledgehammer right like you can you can do things with some finesse and uh, and and i also implore yeah the people that are that are looking for shit to get offended by to calm the fuck down because not everything is a hate crime either like you diminish both sides diminish their own causes by getting as mad as they do it's uh, it's it's frustrating but these are fringes of both edges. Like these liberals that get upset over these things, how much time are they spending in the real world? I'm asking it that way rather than how much time are they spending online? Because we all spend too much time online. But how much time yeah. are they actually interacting with people to know that people of these groups are complex people and they're not fucking monoliths as well? And that's what tends to happen online is these people that get upset about these things talk about these groups as monoliths. And it's also uh, the, the idea that you can't ever see things from somebody else's perspective. Hey, I promise you, I've, uh, you know, I, I don't understand the, the black experience, the gay experience. I don't, almost no experience, barely the human experience. I don't <laughs> understand a lot of experiences. And that's why I just fucking stay out of it. Yep. I don't go around saying they're not offended or they shouldn't be offended or you shouldn't be offended. Like, I just don't. I just don't because I don't know what any other person should or shouldn't do. Um, I, uh, I, you know, I, when I was in New York, I, I hung out with a, a lot of different comics, a lot of different races. I knew some uh, black comics that, you know, were very okay and, you know, in, in, in black jokes and thought that shit was really funny. And I knew some that would choke you to death <laughs> if you fucked around and, uh, and thought you were too familiar and said some shit you shouldn't have said. So just, just assume maybe you don't know everything. And and everybody and how and, and don't assume that people should act a certain way. But anyway, uh, this is uh, this is not where I wanted to go with it. Where I wanted to go with it is there's one place that you're not spending enough time on the Internet, and that is here, which is why we want you to circle back to the discord and let's talk about how we can get Tony some money to come over here and then we can exploit him for our own <laughs> As a uh, as a claw hand, we can laugh at his disability. I think it's we going can, too um, far. We can no, we can make him uh, hit strippers on the ass with the claw hand. I'm fine that with was that. a big thing that people started. <laughs> that was a big thing people were screaming <laughs> at uh, at that forty uh, eight year old stripper. <laughs> hit her with the claw hand. That, that's again. That was a, that was a different time. It was a very <laughs> different the, time. Even now, I feel like looking back on that, I'm like, eh, maybe, maybe I shouldn't have yelled that so many, t- <laughs> so many times. I feel a little weird about it. Um, but uh, hey, as anyway, long listen, as you I think that's it. Maybe you just need to craft yeah. the joke better. Be funnier. You, you, you're right. <laughs> the punchline to that joke isn't hit him with your hand, cripple. That's not the joke. That's not the joke. Where is the joke? Um, Where is the funny in that? I, uh, it was really more of a visual, <laughs> um, but, and, and I got to tell you, you, you were not the embarrassing part of that visual either. It was that poor, that poor lady that was just trying to make a buck to give to her grandchildren. Um, I, uh, I should, we should probably wrap up soon. I had, uh, I took my son out for a Korean barbecue tonight and do you guys fuck with Korean barbecue over there? We don't get as much Korean barbecue as you would think. Um, it is 
it is a thing that uh, is available in Melbourne, um, but uh, it's not as huge as, say, Korean fried chicken, which is absolutely massive over here, or the Southeast Asian cuisines. Yeah, it's I, I like it. I like it a lot. Where it gets yeah. tricky is you're just you're like they just bring you a plate of raw meat, and your table is is on fire, and then you cook your own meal. Yes. On the table. Where's the issue? And uh, I don't necessarily, first of all, I'm paying you for this. Can I just go to the grocery store next door and I'll just bring the shit I want? What what, <laughs> what do you guys do? I guess you're cleaning this up. That I'll, I'll pay you a couple bucks for cleanup. But I, uh, I, I, I really felt today specifically that like every time my waitress passed the table, she like side-eyed my grill and uh, and I feel like she was judging. Like this fucking guy has no idea what he's doing. She would be accurate, uh, and she she might have been right. Uh, there's tongs and there's scissors, and um, I didn't have some of the stuff's marinated, and you can't really tell if it's uh, you know its level of doneness. Uh, a lot of shit got stuck to the grill. That some of it's very thinly sliced. I lost a, a good chunk of it to the grill. Uh, you sound like a mess. I just feel like maybe. Yeah, I am a little bit of a mess. And then on top of that, I always have a pretty regular bout of diarrhea after after too much Korean barbecue. I don't know if it's the kimchi, if I'm eating too much fermented stuff, or if I'm undercooking pork belly. Or something's going on uh, because it's yeah, the, it's been pretty consistent the last three times. And I'm I'm just checking out my watch, and I feel like we're just creeping right up on it. So we should probably. Uh, let's go ahead and coast this one to the finish line. <laughs> okay, I, I get what you're saying now, that uh, this, you are like one of those people yeah, at Times Square in New York that needs an adult diaper because you can't leave the line, otherwise you'll lose your spot and you won't get to see the ball drop. Learn, the, learn about that today on oh, TikTok. Yeah. Fascinating. Oh, back in my day, you just pissed in whatever beer bottles you brought uh, to get shit faced in, but I suppose the no alcohol adult diaper days. trend is—you'd have what? to go with a Gatorade bottle. In Times Square, no alcohol banned these days. The world's gone woke. Oh fuck that! <laughs> that just means everyone there has consumed too many edibles. You yeah. nailed it, Tony. You should feel good about it. You you, you nailed that one. Uh, all right, listen. Let's uh, let, let's wrap this up. Uh, we appreciate it. First of all, again, thank you guys. Uh, Happy New Year. We appreciate you guys listening to us. And uh, here's hoping that we can get through another year and possibly get Tony right here to the United States to marry uh, an aging beauty. Um, she doesn't even have to uh, be that's beauty. A goal. She can just be aging. I'm not fussy. Well said. Well said, Tony. You're going to have to lay the wood to her a couple times. That's part of it. You got to consummate. Uh, one, there was one Muslim dude that, uh, that came over, and uh, he, uh, he had this, um, you know, let's call her maybe a, not a traditionally beautiful bride. And uh, he kept claiming the religious reasons. He couldn't, like, hold her hand or kiss her or all this stuff. He just kept saying <laughs> religious reasons. But apparently he had sex with her like exactly two times in their entire marriage. <laughs> so she claimed they didn't consummate it. And then he ended up staying in the country. And, well, uh, I do have a contact uh, for a little blue pill if needed. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I know a guy who's got Friday plans. If you uh, if you need a referral, I know a guy. Uh, all right, uh, that's it, everybody. Thanks uh, thanks for checking us out. Uh, go to the Discord. Let us know uh, your thoughts on Tycon Twenty Four on fundraising ideas. And, and what you uh, want to do else you during Tycon 24. I know I started off with the fundraising bit, but let's be honest, that, that's secondary to you guys having a good time. What do you guys want to say? When are you available as well? There it is. Okay, we got it. Uh, all right, that's, uh, that's it. Tony, parting words? I just want to make this show longer just so you can shoot, say you shit yourself, which people won't know about, but you will tell me off air if you have shit yourself. Oh, no, it's happening on air. That's what we like to call a surprise third act nice. uh, in the business. <laughs> <laughs>